following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. All right, here we are, Players Lounge on a Monday. It's game week. I am Newey Scruggs, longtime Cowboys media member, joined by two former Dallas Cowboys safeties, Danny McCray and Barry Church. They are back in Texas, where it, isn't it raining? I saw something like it's raining. Hey, it's still hot. Come through, fellas. It's it, still hot as hell, too. It was. Listen, it was. Is uh, now it's that 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 sticky, humid type of heat. You know what I'm saying? Where the air is not moving, you walk through it and you can feel it. But it's okay though. You know what I'm saying? We we are. From Texas now, oh, yeah. Church has been oh, here yeah. for over ten years, so he's a he's a, a official Texan. Texan, so he understands. He all right. <laughs> it's better than being up there in Pittsburgh. Yeah, you, you're right about that. I'll tell you right now. And what you got going on out there in Oxnard? I said you got you layered up a little bit, so there's a slight breeze as usual. You seem comfortable, man. Nice. Very comfortable out there. It's a little breeze. It was hot today. I walk on the beach in the morning, so it was a little warm today. Yesterday was a little bit warm on the beach, so just had on a t-shirt. Uh, sometimes, you know, you had to roll out there with a jacket. So I had to take this COVID test. So uh, the Cowboys, you know, David Bruce, he's like, hey, man, you, you got to come over here and get your COVID test. And he'd be nice telling me I got to be here before 10. So I get on over here to do the COVID test. And, you know, I need my little little jacket on with a little shirt. So I'm over here to get my COVID test. And they said, you know, we'll let you know. And um, actually, here's the thing about the COVID test here with the Cowboys. Nobody tells you anything. And, and my daughter had talked to me on the phone. He said, well, Dad, have you passed your test? I said, I don't. He says, I know this. If I had it, they'd have snatched me out of here real fast. <laughs> <laughs> no news is good news. Get out of here. Get out. <laughs> Hold on. Right, exactly. So no no news is good I news. I got to know. So is the COVID test where they stick it all up in your nose, up to your to your eye, where it start burning and stuff? Ooh. That's that one that you got to continuously get no, down there? Well, it is your nose, but they're not trying to go back into your brain. They just kind of they just do a little tickle right around the, the little inside. So they don't go up in it at all. So they have improved the COVID test. So thank goodness to the ladies here who are getting it done. So, And, and it, it truly might it might last about 17 seconds max, and you're out of there. So the Cowboys have made it super easy to uh, get your COVID test. So it's the second one I've had to do. But it's interesting because tomorrow is going to be my last day. Uh, Cowboys were off today, so no practice today. They'll practice tomorrow. I've got to sit down with C.D. Lamb I'm looking forward to. And then Wednesday, going to fly from Santa Barbara back to Dallas, connecting Dallas to go up to Cleveland to get ready for the Hall of Fame game, which the Cowboys are playing Thursday night on Fox against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And so there are going to be a whole bunch of dudes left back here in Oxnard. I'll tell you right now, there's going to be a lot of guys that are not your name player. They say, so Fox, Fox has got, you know, like they got Dak and Zeke, you know, oh, Cowboys, Steelers, Hall of Fame. Yeah, they're not going to be there. They ain't, man. <laughs> they're not there. You tell so all the, st- all the stars, they're just not going to show up. It's just going <laughs> hey. to. wait. They are like not going to the game or just not playing. They're going to be in, in Oxnard chilling. Why take them? I mean, no. I mean, okay, put it in this fashion. So we, we know we're still living in a pandemic, right? So so why take guys out of state, put them on a plane and take them out of state if you don't have to, if they're not going to play? It really makes no sense to even you know have guys. That, so Tyron Smith's not going to be going anywhere. Uh, Tank, Amari Cooper, Dak, you know, 
Well, I, well I know, these guys aren't going to play. Well, I know how Jerry usually is once when you have a cowboy going into the Hall of Fame. Usually, you know, he, they pick a few players to go sit and listen to the speech so they can have some type of representation there. I remember we went for, mm-hmm. was it Larry? Larry, 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 Larry Allen. Larry yeah. Allen. We went for Larry Emmett Allen. Smith and them boys. And was in. Right. So usually you have some, some of the older guys, you know, oh. sitting in attendance at those places. So, I mean, you never know. We don't live in that world anymore, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say it must be nice though, because I would have been like, "All right, I'll see y'all when y'all get back." Y'all, what? I, mean, I don't right, have to I go. Be watching, man. Hey, put, put on for us, man. Put on for well, us. Well, I mean, <laughs> just just honestly, I mean, we're we're in a pan, we're in a pandemic right now, so so you know, there's no, you don't need to be out here doing that. Uh, you got to protect your players as much as you can. So, that, look, th- here's the beauty, especially for me watching camp out here. There's a lot of guys, young guys, who need to play. Guys, we need to see play. Guys, we need to see. Can you transfer what we're seeing here in Oxnard that looks good? Can you transfer that to to the football field against the Pittsburgh Steelers? So they're guys to be to, to sit there and watch and look out for. I mean, I want to see what Connor McGovern's going to do. I mean, they're giving him a lot of reps here. What, what does he do? We're seeing Connor Williams play some center. How does he look? So I'm, they're guys I want to see. Is Maurice Kennedy get out here and continue to make plays? on the football field in a game the way he's made them out here at camp. So I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of different guys. So some people at home may say, man, I'm not watching because I don't, I don't, the quote unquote starters I know aren't there. I'm sitting here intently watching it because so many times I used to call them all Oxnard dudes. They look good in Oxnard, go to a preseason game and they're terrible. So I want to see who's all Oxnard like Maurice Kennedy. Can they transfer that out here against the Pittsburgh Steelers? Let's see what they do. I think I think it's going to be a little different, too, you know, with the shortened preseason, mm-hmm. knowing that usually when you had a Hall of Fame game, it's literally just like an extra practice. All right? You're going out there, you got a fifth, uh, fifth preseason game, so it matters, but it really doesn't. Mm-hmm. This time, with the players knowing that the preseason is shortened, I think it's going to be very, very intense. It's going to be some pressure, pressure-filled situation. We're going to see how some of those guys react to the pressure outside of being at Ford Center, being in Oxnard, and having like a real game day type experience, knowing that if you mess up this time, you might not have too many more chances to get it right. And, and let's be honest. I mean, this, this defense right now, um, they're, they're under alert. They're under notice right now. I mean, Dan Quinn and this front office made it you know, abundantly clear that Look, man, we're, we're making competition at each level, whether it be defensive line, linebackers, secondary. Um, you know, they brought the additions of KZ, Keanu Neal. They brought in um, Hooker as well to compete for that, that whole safety spot. On the linebacking court, I mean, they got their first overall pick or their first round pick in, you know, Parsons coming in here to, to try to buy for for um, for position or for uh, snaps, whether it be with the linebackers or whether it be rushing off the edge of the D-line. So I think all these guys, especially on the defensive side of the ball, are going to have a heightened sense of, look, man, we got to get this job done and so I think that brings a more physical and more intense preseason game especially with the young guys and like you said Nui um these guys that, that we need to see in live bullets. You know, right now it's easy to communicate with your safeties and your in your your other corners and the rest of the defense when it's just a knockstar practice because there's not really pressure. You don't have to really feel those gaps because you're just thudding up. So we, I want to see what these young guys can do when live bullets are going. And you got to fill that hole against Najee Harris of the Pittsburgh Steelers when you got to you know watch a guy during his route and he might get an extended time. You know, they those those linemen over there might block up well, so you got to plaster and all types of stuff. So I want to see how these young guys can do. But it should be for an interesting preseason. I know I'll be watching and looking forward to it. 
These quarterbacks have to show us something because what we've seen in training camp so far, Garrett Gilbert and Cooper Rush, they, they, oof, brother, bro, Roham. I mean, they're going to have Will McClay searching waiver wires or thinking about a trade because it, it's not, it doesn't look good. And I think Ben DiNucci's really putting himself in a position that, that he looks like a practice, squad, a practice squad quarterback. So I can see them saying, all right, we'll choose between Rush and Gilbert, keep them, then try to acquire another quarterback to be, be the you know, Dak's number one backup and have Dak and then put DiNucci on a practice squad. That, that's how I see right now. That's why these these preseason games are so critical because we need to see these guys look better, and and I just haven't been impressed enough when I watch Gilbert and and Rush to say, hey, Dax Prescott's backup is on this team right now. So the reps um, they're going to be crucial. Stephen Jones was talking to us and said he thinks he's got 65 guys who can make this team. He said it's going to be really hard to pare down this roster. They really like a lot of guys. So this is going to be fun, man. This is really going to be fun. Look out for number 17, Malik Turner, uh, the wide receiver. He's made a lot of plays. That's what I want to know. Okay, can you can you transfer your all Oxnard into a preseason game and show us what you can do against some different competition? Because he looks like a guy who will make the team. And Simi Fajoko, number 81, the kid they took out of Stanford right now, you know, Turner from Illinois has outperformed him. But once again, what happens in the preseason? Because if Fajoko has a good preseason, they may tend to say, we're going to keep this, this draft pick we have versus an undrafted guy. Listen, and, and, and I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just wondering, okay? I want to know how many snaps my man Parsons is going to get uh, in this game. Because as, as much as we keep hearing we're going to, uh, he's going to be rushing off the edge, he's also going to be playing linebacker. I think it's going to lean more one way than the other, okay? Got to. If you have a, a position that's opening up at linebacker, he's going to be playing more linebacker. If Randy Gregory is showing up how we know he can show up, it's going to be hard to take him off of the field to give Micah Parsons a chance mm -hmm. to rush. And we know D-Law is not coming off the field on the other side unless he's injured. So I think – I think Michael Parsons is really battling for that starting linebacker spot. And I think seeing him out there, seeing if he's going to be able to, to, to turn that all Oxnard, all a four center into some uh, real production on the field uh, in, a, in a preseason game is going to tell a lot. Uh, well, first, look, look I'm, I'm going to tell you about Gilbert. All right. Gary Gilbert. <laughs> Double G, man. All right? He is a gamer. He might not show up, you know, practice, Oxnard, you know. He might not show up to where we're, we're used to seeing him show up. But he's a gamer, man. We, we see, you've seen this in the past, Danny, with players. With, with players that, that can perform unbelievably in practice, but game time, ah, they sluggish. Well, it's the reverse with Gilbert. All so, right? he, he, he might be all right in practice, but game time comes, so, you're going to so, see it. You're so, see listen, it. One, one reminder that we do not need is how important – the second team quarterback is all right. So you telling me that what you know about uh, Garrett Gilbert right now, what yeah. you know about yeah. him right now, you're comfortable with if Dak is out for an extended period of time, Garrett Gilbert being our uh, our starting quarterback. No, no, I'm not saying I'm, I'm extremely comfortable with it because of the reports coming out of Oxnard. You know, I, you know I'm kind of kind of leery about those. I mean, you know, I'm not going to lie, I'm kind of leery. But I will say this: when the guy gets his chance to go out on the field, we've seen it against the Steelers, who were undefeated at the time, one of the top defenses at the time. And he went up in there and shredded him. So I believe he's a gamer when it comes down to it. So I don't got any worries about Gilbert. I think the backup for the Cowboys is right there with uh, Garrett Gilbert. The Steelers almost lost every game after they played us. But right? before that, <laughs> they won game, every game. Every I'm, game. I'm just letting every, you know. I know, but they won. Though. They still this won. Is, but every true. game that they played, they were right. almost – they were about to lose he the game. He played his cards okay? right. He played his cards. And then, let, me, okay. let me get back to Parsons on this one real quick. 
Now, I understand, like, we got to get, you know, this guy reps out everywhere because he's, he's a beast coming off the edge. He got sideline to sideline speed and instincts at the linebacker position. But I think you're, you're totally right, D-Mac, when you say we, we got we to gotta nail down a position for him. Because as a rookie, you're already – there's so much on your plate. Being a first-rounder, you, you got your defensive playbook coming in. You got to learn linebacker. You got to learn, you know, rush end on this side. And, and terminology is going to be a lot different from college. And also, by the way, you, you took a year off. I mean, he, he was out for that COVID season at Penn State. So I think we need to, you know, nail this guy down as a linebacker. And once he gets, oh yeah, can't forget about (laughs) special teams as well. So I'm like, I mean, he he got so much on his plate right now that I would like to see them nail something down during this preseason and let him get a bunch of reps at that. If he seems to be able to handle that, then we can see what he can do as a pass rusher and all these other um, opportunities. But we got to nail him down with something because we've seen in the past where if you give a guy too much on his plate. You don't really get – he doesn't really get good at anything. He just gets okay at a lot of things. So hopefully they nail him down and because uh, he's a hell of a talent and I want to see him uh, prosper out there. All right, let me continue that uh, conversation because yesterday after practice, and, and as former players, Danny McCray, you, know, you, you, you and Church weigh in on this. So practice is over. Here is Micah Parsons in the middle with Dan Quinn to his left and Mike McCarthy to his right. They start walking down the field, the practice field. They're talking. They stop at the one end. Then they come and walk back, and all three, they're talking to him. And I'm getting ready at this point in time to wait to sit down and talk to Micah Parsons one-on-one for, for, um, for my TV show. And they stop at the end, and they're just still talking for a while and talking and talking. And then Micah comes over to me, and I just said, okay, what was that about? <laughs> and he he didn't dive into it too much, but uh, I kind of slid it into the interview. So what are they expecting out of you? And and he just talked about the role that they want from him, and and they like what he's doing. McCarthy spoke about how they gave him too much to do early on in camp, but they are trying to find a role for for Micah Parsons. And what are the things that Dan? Uh, I should say not Dan Quinn, but Mike McCarthy spoke about when he first got here that they didn't live up to last year when they said players over scheme. And I'm assuming Dan Quinn is actually going to do that, where they're going to do the you know, player over scheme, where they're trying to find different ways. Okay, where can Micah fit in here? How do we get him in here? So at practice, I'm watching him sometimes run with the ones. Sometimes I'm watching him run with the ones. It's just he and Jalen Smith. Sometimes I'm watching him out there with all three. It, it's, it's Parsons, Smith, and Banderas. So they're trying to figure it out, and I'll be interested to see if he plays and how much he plays in, in the Pittsburgh game here and, and how they utilize it. But they, they do plan on putting number 11 out there in some packages and figuring out how they can utilize him. They see him as, as a weapon. So that's what we'll makes see. me nervous. But believe me, they're, they're trying to figure it out. That's what makes me nervous. When they had this conversation already saying we put too much on his plate, yeah. usually it's say, hey, man, we, we threw a lot at him to see what he could pick up. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, say so we'll kind of narrow it down just to see what he's best at. But, like, when they're saying that, that means they're watching the film, they're seeing him probably play a little bit too slow, overthinking things and not being able to play fast like they saw him play in college. So they're trying to trying to dial it back a little bit mm-hmm. and uh, get him in, in one position. So you to me, they're already seeing him overthinking and not playing as fast as, as he's able to. And, and that's what the problem was with our whole entire defense last year. I mean, we've seen it on tape. There was just too much overthinking. There was too much where guys were, oh, man, should I be over here? Let me get this lineup over here. And, and then in the secondary, there was just not any communicating at all. I mean, you just saw the wheels spinning on guys' faces like, man, am I in the right spot right now or not? And 
And that just had, it was just just happened for our whole defense last year. And so for them to you know to kind of put them put him under their wing and just trying to see what he's good at to to pretty much highlight his production out there. I think they're going in the right direction. But like you said, McCray, it makes me nervous already that they're saying, hey, hey, we might have put a little bit too much on your plate. Because we haven't even gotten the pads. We haven't even gotten the live bullets yet. So we'll see what happens. But, I mean, like you no, said, it's kind of worrisome. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is right. They, they are in pads. But we haven't had any yeah. live games. Yeah, tra- training camp. Training pads. camp. Yeah, training camp. This this Thursday game, if he gets some playing time, those, those will be live bullets. Will, will, will we see him out there, Newey? You think we'll see him out there for this first preseason game? I think we will. I think we will. But they haven't told us for sure. But I just can't see them. Uh, not putting him out there. I mean, he hasn't played in two years, so he yeah. needs to play. I mean, this is a young guy that actually needs needs some work. So I, I anticipate him being out there. I'll tell you one guy that I really need to see play because he has not really made any plays at camp, and that's Jabril Cox at mm. LSU. He's just kind of been a guy out there. Been running third team. I mean, just we just haven't seen him make a whole lot of plays. I don't anticipate him not making the team. He's going to make the team, but just it, it just hasn't uh, – Maybe it's because we're comparing him to Parsons and seeing yeah. how much juice and run Parsons is getting. But right now, Jabril Cox, it's it looks like there's an adjustment period for him right now. So hopefully, we can get a hold in, in, of, of Cox and maybe get an opportunity to chat with him before before camp ends because the media only gets four players after each practice. So mm. it's not like in the past where you just ran out there when you guys were here and snag everybody, right? Snag anybody just. Right, right. No, they, they have a you're, they have four designated spots, and, and the player walks up to that spot, and, and that's all you get. So you only get four guys a day, so you don't have that opportunity to kind of go and get some other guys that you may want to talk to and have some other conversations off, uh, you know, off away from other people. So, but, but Jabril Cox is going to be very interesting. There's another guy. You know, let's see him play. You know, maybe he gets out on the football field and live bullets and starts showing us some stuff, and, and we're like, okay, boom, he's ready to go. But so far here in camp, I, I have not seen a whole lot. Hey, let's take our first break right here on the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com, right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing. The star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. 
Now the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Back to the Players' Lounge. All right, here we are. Tra- Cowboys training camp. I'm Newey Scruggs. This is the Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. Let me tell you what. We have single game tickets. Cowboys season is coming right around the corner. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys AT&T Stadium this season. The limited number of single game tickets. Standing room only tickets are going on sale right now. Get yours today at DallasCowboys.com slash tickets. All right, I am here in Oxnard, California. Newey Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by Barry Church and Danny McCray, two former Cowboys safeties. All right, want to throw a couple things out here that I've seen at camping to just kind of get your reaction to. Let me start with Randy Gregory. Randy Gregory came over and met the media, and let me tell you, it's just so impressive to talk to him. And he's more than willing to talk about his journey and what he's been through. He's a part of the leadership council now. One of the things that he said that I absolutely loved is he talked about how the defense needs to be better. They had a bunch of sacks the other day. I mean, it was, it was a sack out there. And he said, hey, man, that's every day. He said, we were not good against the run last year. We were not good. He said, we've got to get better. I love the fact that he lives in truth. If you're going to live in, if you're going to be about truth, you have to live it, tell it and take it. And he seems to be an accountable guy. And that, to me, is what I enjoy in terms of talking to him. He's like, hey, man, I know I got a lot to prove. I feel good about myself. I feel good about my journey. But there's a whole lot I got to do. But he says his defense needs to improve and needs to be better. And I love the fact that here's a guy that's not afraid to talk about last year the club wasn't good and they need to get better here. Your thoughts? Listen, uh, I'm I'm a fan of Randy Gregory. All right, I'm a fan of him. I think he's really turned the corner and uh, and become one of those type of players to where you're rooting for him, hoping everything goes right. All right, defense absolutely needs to be better. And I, I hate to pivot to this, but you said they've been out there getting sacks on who? Okay, <laughs> who who are the guys that's giving up all these sacks? Please tell me, my man, seventy one okay. is not one of them. Okay, and seventy seven was well, seventy one probably not even practicing yet. Tell me, seventy seven is not one of them? He, he is. Okay, he is. because if we're out there okay. giving up sack right. after sack after sack on our starting offensive line. It worries me. It, yeah. it, it took me straight from Randy Gerger to say, oh, man, no, you know, we got Dak out here, shoulder already sore, coming off an injury, and then knew he come out here and say, man, sack after sack after sack every day. <laughs> Saxonville. All right. Oh, this is this is good. This is good. So so I'm glad, I'm glad you said that, so let me follow it up with this. Uh, they've got Tyron Smith on the pitch count. Okay, he, he's, on, he's on a pitch count. It's like Kawhi Leonard, man. They got him load managed. So he'll come out there for a series, and then he'll sit. And they'll have Brandon Knight out there and Terrence Steele. So Randy Gregory is eating those guys alive. Mm. When talking about going up against Tyron, Randy's like, man, it, 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 it's, a, it's hard. So you've got that going on here. Collins does get um, – we've seen him get more reps, but they're also making sure that they don't throw him out there too much. Same with Zach Martin. So Connor McGovern is getting a lot of run. Um, Knight, Steele, these guys are also getting a lot of run. But not having Dak Prescott back there – you know, these the quarterbacks rush and and, and and Gilbert, you know they they don't see guys as quickly. Yeah. So they're getting there. 
Um, also, I want to make sure I give Dan Quinn and his people credit. Man, they just look different. There's First off, there's energy and there's some juice out there with the defense that we did not see last year. But the defense knows that they weren't good last year, and they want to go out here and put on some good performances. So, yes, the sacks that we're seeing, the interceptions, one day was five picks out there, okay? The quarterbacks weren't good. McCarthy admitted it. So what are you supposed to do against guys who aren't, you know, your your top-notch guys? You're supposed to get out here and wreck some shopping, so they're doing that. And, and I'll start off with the, with Randy Gregory first. Uh, I'm like like McCray. I'm a huge fan of uh, this guy's journey and what he, he's he's come from. I mean, we, he was even you know, he got his lows of his lows, and he was able to uh, keep himself accountable and build his way back up to where now. I mean, he's in a great headspace. If you just listen to this guy, you know, speak on his interviews, he sounds like a totally new person, and he's he's keeping himself accountable as well as well as well as the rest of this team. So he's and he's just been. I think he just got. Um, with the leadership council. I think he's uh, he's he's on a leadership council as well. So this is a yes. guy that's turned his whole career around, and I'm a huge fan of that. Now, when we get back to this defense, Danny's over here talking about they're going to be top 10 and all this other stuff. I Look, I, mm, I don't know about that. If we can just be mid, middle of the pack, if we can be a middle of the pack defense, which I think we can. And, you know, the way, you know, Quinn got these guys supposedly flying around the ball, um, you know, they're communicating well. There's not a lot of busts on defense in the secondary. And like Nui mentioned, this defensive line seems to be getting after the quarterback. So there's no doubt in my mind I think we can be middle of the pack. And I think that'll be good enough for this team overall if we can stay healthy. I think this offense can be top three, a top three unit in the NFL, and I think they can push the ball down the field and get points. Um, defensively, we just got to be in the middle of the road, and mainly we got to be able to stop the run. I mean, that was the huge thing last year where – Cats were rushing for over 300 yards on us. Almost each and every game, there was a guy talking about, man, he's had a career year or he's had a career day against this Cowboys defense. So that's the main thing. If we can shore up this run, I think it'll it'll be night and day for this defense. But we got to go out there and prove it. And so far, Quinn has been doing that a good job for this defense. Let's hope it can uh, transition into the regular season. Nui, two questions for you. One, how does Tank yeah. Lawrence look? Two, how, now that the pad, now that the pads are on, how do we look up front on our defensive line with them being able to be in their gap, holding point, fighting off double teams, and how do they look as far as being better at stopping the run? Okay, Tank Lawrence, Amari Cooper, Tristan Hill, these guys are on the pup list, and so they're with Britt Brown. They are with Britt Brown okay, all the time, so that's yeah. all they do. Mike Mike McCarthy says that all. The, all the guy. Well, he said Cooper and Tank are progressing very well. Tristan Hill. It's going to be interesting to see if he if he gets activated before the regular season. Mm. So I expect him to be on the team, but it's going to be interesting to see about his journey and whether or not he's going to be a, a, a guy that we see out there against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers week number one. So just kind of stay tuned on that. As far as the D line goes, here it's improved from last year. It truly can't get worse. Yeah. It can't. So what have I seen so far in camp? I saw this crazy thing, guys. I saw some balls batted down. What? Okay. What? From the de- from the de- tackles mm. from the de- tackles, no less. What? Yeah. Uh, Mike, I got to give Mike McCarthy credit because he said we needed to get longer and bigger up front, and so we've already seen that taking place and happening with these guys on, on that end there. So uh, watch Osa Diggy Wooza knock a ball down. Uh, Carlos Watkins knock the ball down. That uh, Brent Urban is huge. Okay, That's that's their, their mm-hmm. biggest uh, defensive lineman, too. So he's a big guy. Big Bo Hannon uh, from Memphis. So I, I, I like what I'm seeing. 
I need to see this now in some preseason games. So that that's the next step. Uh, Neville Gallimore is looking like everything church has pumped him Try up to in the offseason to be. When we spoke to him, he, he talked about his second year and what he's learned and gathering, uh, gathering strength. The growth for these second-year players, in my opinion, is going to be bigger than what we've probably seen in any other NFL offseason for guys going from rookies in their second year because these guys never had a true camp. They didn't have any preseason games. So when you look at C.D. Lamb at camp, you're like, wow, you're seeing that growth. You really are just looking at it. Okay, I like this. Um, uh, the kid, Sean McCune, the tight end, number 84. We're watching and seeing growth from this guy. But you say, okay, uh, Terrence Steele. I'm seeing, I'm seeing Terrence Steele getting better. Um, I, I like what I've seen from these second-year guys out here and the, where, the way they are improving and they can help help this football team. Diggs, okay, I'm talking about a second-year guy and a guy who's really looking like a good player, you know, a, a starter who, who can – who can have a second contract. I'm saying it again, <laughs> a second contract guy, Trey Diggs. Okay. Trey Diggs is one of the guys on defense. You're looking at and you say, oh, wow. Okay. Now, that's a solid pick by the Dallas Cowboys here, but I'm just telling you, I think that sec, that growth for these guys having their first camp, you know, out here in, in the elements and being able to be and work with the coaches, Neville Gallimore's was right there too. So I think that draft class from last year has, has an opportunity to really step forward in year number two and help the Cowboys, which they need because they've got so many young guys. So I, I think Cowboy fans should be very happy about that and, and looking forward to seeing some of these guys play, hopefully against Pittsburgh, but definitely in the preseason, check these guys out of what they're doing. Diggs is not afraid to go up against CeeDee Lamb. Uh, not afraid to go up against Gallup and, and, and talk trash with Dak. I, I love the competitive spirit of Trey Diggs out there, number number 20, uh, 27. Wanted to get into Gallup, by the way. Okay. So he tried to make a catch, ran into a fence, and went over the fence. Clarence Hill, the Star Telegram, could have caught him and saved him, but he he ran <laughs> away. Come on, I saw that. Watch the video. Yeah, watch the video. Clarence running for the hills. Uh, so Gallup is not practicing. He's over there with Britt Brown too. Amari Cooper's over there. So it's been the CD Lamb show, and CD Lamb is being able to run this thing by himself. When these quarterbacks need a play to be made, when they want to look halfway decent, they're smart enough to throw it to CD. He goes and gets the ball. Okay. He goes and gets that ball. But you guys, our, our, our topics, and we were banning around here, what we're going to talk about on Players last year, brought to you by Hotels.com, is Michael Gallup on this team next year. And I'll say this. they got to have a long conversation and ask themselves, what will it cost to keep Michael Gallup? If it costs you $12, $13, 14000000 million right now, I don't know if that happens. I, I really don't. With what, what we're seeing from C.D. Lamb, and if they want to keep Cooper for another year because he'd be under contract for $20 million, I could see them letting him go because I like what I'm seeing from Noah Brown. I like what I'm seeing from Cedric Wilson. If this Turner kid can keep developing here, uh, Adam Henry, their receivers coach, he, he, he's a good coach right there. Okay, a Adam Henry, he's a good football coach. So I think they can go ahead and, and, and let Gallup go if they want to and plug in a, another player because you got to ask yourself, is is ten to twelve million dollars a year worth it for a guy that could be basically still your number three guy? Yeah, and if and you keep 
Cooper and, and Lamb? I, I just don't know about that. And and I'm I'm gonna have to agree with you on that, on that, Nui, when it comes to Gallup. I mean, look, he he's a hell of a player. We've seen him be able to go and get all those 50-50 jump balls, um, kind of like how Dez used to be able to do in the past. Um, he, he's a great possession receiver, but can also be a deep threat. So I think he's a hell of a player overall. It's just when you talk about that price tag of getting the 12, the 14, to maybe even 16 a year, with that market going up and the you know television or the what is it the television uh, contracts we're getting with teams, that 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 uh, cap yeah. is gonna it's gonna jump, it's gonna jump. So his number is gonna jump with that. And when you get to those high numbers, I don't know if you if you can you know bring him back, especially as, like you said, he's gonna be your third, maybe even fourth option, depending on how. Um, what's his name? Titan uh, Jarwin sure, does this year. If he becomes that vertical threat up the seams, then you got another option right there. You like what you see from Noah Brown. I mean, these young receivers are playing good as well. So it's it's a good problem to have because you have so many options on that offense to where Gallup, a hell of a player, you can afford to let walk next year just because you got so many options in the backfield. And let's not to mention you got, you know, arguably one of the best backs in the league right now in Ezekiel Elliott, and hopefully he can prove that this year. But the options you have on ops, on offense are plentiful, so I think you can afford to let a guy like Gallup walk, even though he's a hell of a player. I think I think it really – a lot of that depends on how this season goes for some of those players that you okay. just mentioned. Yeah. How does how does Zeke play this year? How does Amari yes. Cooper play this year? Yes. What happens with Tyron Smith? You know, like, as far as – that one goes as far as how much money you free up. But what about yeah. the production from some some of these other players that we're saying, listen, if you let Gallup go, it doesn't really matter because we still got Coop, we got Zeke, all these guys are still mm-hmm. performing to the best of their ability in 1,000-yard catching seasons, 16-yard rushing seasons. If some of that type of stuff happens, absolutely, you can, you can let Gallup mm-hmm. walk. But if you see another lackluster performance – from somebody like Zeke, or you see Amari Cooper have another injury-filled season to where he might not be able to perform to mm-hmm. to what we expect him to do with the $20 million hit that, that, that we're paying for him, then you have to kind of reevaluate to say, hey, which one of these guys should we keep? Yeah, should we true. keep Gallup versus someone and, else? All right, so so my – I like the point where you went to, Danny, so let me clarify. August 2nd? This is how I feel about yeah. Gallup yeah. and what I've seen in camp. Come January of 2022, when the season's over and we can look at the piece of paper and say, this is what the season was. Yes, it, it could change. We could definitely be in it, living in a different world. But right now, the world we're living in here and what I'm seeing at camp, where I'm seeing Dalton Schultz make catches. And of course, he's a free agent after the year, but I'm seeing Sean McEwen make plays. I'm, sh- I'm seeing uh, Blake Jarwin make plays. We're seeing Tony Pollard can still be in this offense and use in different areas. I think they may be able to go ahead and let him go. Now, Mike McCarthy didn't do the drafting in Green Bay. That's what Ted Thompson did. But Mike McCarthy was always able to develop younger guys at the wide receiver spot. And when you got a coach like Adam Henry, I think that this is a this organization can go find some guys who can complement what CeeDee Lamb brings. And if they want to bring Cooper back, compliment them. Because that's all you need is a compliment. You don't necessarily need, you know, a, a third guy. And if it's one thing we've seen consistently consistently here in the NFL is we see a lot of receivers get out here on the market. I mean, look at Juju Smith-Schuster. He got signed a one-year deal. Yeah. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. got traded. Who, who knows what they decide to do in Cleveland, depending on what kind of year they have. So, so receivers are going to be out here. If I'm talking about allocating dollars, before I allocate dollars, 10, 12, 13, 14 million dollars to a, a, a receiver who's not a number one guy – Go allocate some dollars towards somebody on that D-line or allocate those dollars towards a playmaking safety. 
somewhere along the way, they're going to have to start to shift these dollars to the defensive side because they they really, when you just kind of look at the NFL average of what you spend on offense, the Cowboys are way over that on what they spend on the offense. Mm-hmm. And they need to start to go ahead and, and really spend some money um, on the defensive side of the football, in my opinion. I think another luxury at, at a receiver position at that kind of dollars is not what's needed versus you going out here and putting some more money towards defense because Van Der Esch is going to be up. Jalen Smith may not be back. They may decide to move on from him. They got a whole bunch of question marks at the safety spot. So I just think that you got to really think about what type of money you spend on defense come 2022. Hold on, I, because listen, Nui, listen, and, and this is no joke. The way that it sounds from you out there in Oxnard is that we possibly may have a, a new number one receiver. All right, you mm-hmm. CD Lambs carrying the team. He has some other guys out. The highlights that I'm seeing of some of the catches that this guy is making is better than what we've seen from Gallup and Cooper. Just just from highlights, they are highlights. But what I'm seeing and the potential that I'm hearing that CD Lamb has to to make uh, on the field this mm-hmm. season, are we going to have another number one receiver? And if so, allocating 14 okay. million to to Gallup versus 20 million to Cooper. For being a number two guy, yeah. I mean, what what are we seeing there? Does does CD CD Lamb have the potential to overtake Amari Cooper this season for the number one receiving threat on the Dallas Cowboys roster? Great question. Here's here's the best comp when I see CD Lamb right now in terms of looking at a guy. To me, I expect CD Lamb to be Calvin Ridley. What Calvin Ridley was the last two years in Atlanta. A guy who was really making a lot of plays. And, you know, if you're playing fantasy football, Calvin really was doing you right because he also had Julio Jones out here. Amari Cooper is still a guy that has the, the trust of Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. And while I know you last year, Danny, you know, in your fantasy team, you weren't that high on Coop <laughs> and not high on how it used him. But to me, Amari Cooper is still for Dak Prescott. You know, not me, but for Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper still been is, is still proven to be a security blanket. And I know he's coming off the the the, the, the foot injury, and and he had surgery there. But if Amari Cooper is right, and you have C.D. Lamb, I expect these two players to to be very good. And if the Cowboys have a playoff season, if we're talking about this team in January of 22 having a good year, I could see Jerry Jones saying, you know what, fine, I'll write the check for another $20 million to keep Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb, two great weapons. Because you can try to pay Gallup, but is Gallup a one? Amari Cooper's showing you he can be a one. Many years ago when you guys were babies, Alvin Harper got free. He was the number two to Michael Irvin on two championship teams. Mm -hmm. Alvin Harper got paid by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, went down there to Tampa Bay, and they were like, ooh, you're you're not that good. Hold on, or when have... Bobby Bonilla left the Pittsburgh Pirates and went to the New York Mets, like, oh, man, you're not that good without Barry Bonds Bobby hitting behind Bonilla you. Day. So that's my question on Gallup. They're, they're talking about paying Gallup number one money. His agent wants to pay him like number one money, but we haven't seen him be a number one guy. Do you want to do that? No, I, listen, I know exactly what you mean because who's the receiver that uh, Romo had that went to Jacksonville? Ah, Laurent Robinson. Laurent Robinson. Okay, Laurent Robinson was here catching all the touchdowns for Romo. He had 12 touchdowns. 12 tugs. And he went up there to Jacksonville and it was like, what the hell type of decision did we make? So I understand what you're saying. I'm just – 
Listen, I love Coop. I, I'm going to continue to say that I think Amari Cooper is a top-notch receiver. If you use him the correct way, do not give him two routes on the route tree and have him run those routes and let CeeDee Lamb get out here and run all the speed reverses, all the over routes, all the goals, all the posts, all the post corner. I feel like the, the route, as good of a route runner as Amari Cooper is, we saw CeeDee Lamb run more routes than Amari Cooper last season, which I think is totally backwards. As good as C.D. Lamb is, I think Amari Cooper is one of the top route-running receivers in the league, and we should showcase that for $20 million. If if these guys are both healthy, I mean, if they're both healthy, I expect them to put up the kind of production that an Adam Thielen and Jefferson put up last year in Minnesota, where you've got you know two really good guys. You say, hey man, dang, these guys are these guys are poison out here. So that's what I expect. And Gallup can get in there and fit in where he can. And Schultz, I mean, there's and Blake Jarwin. I mean, there's so many options of what they could do. But I'm just saying, if if it goes the way I think it can go. Lamb and Cooper will be so dominant that I don't even I, I'm personally trying to see because I had this argument with the media member. How does Gallup get paid? Because yeah. you're not going to be able to put up number one numbers if these two guys do what they're supposed to do. If Ezekiel Elliott has a Pro Bowl season, I don't see how Gallup is going to be able to have enough of a resume unless it's just a bad team like the Raiders. that says, fine, we're going to pay you number one money. Uh, it's going to be tough. Yeah. It's going to be hard for certain guys to, to to get off this year. I mean, as good as Dalton Schultz was last year, if Blake Jarwin, this is what we're seeing here at camp, Blake Jarwin is this guy that we've seen before. It's going to be a challenge to, to get. It's going to be a lot of mouths to feed, man. I it's, mean, it's, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I mean, I agree with you 100%. I mean, uh, like you said, there's just so many options out there to choose from. I mean, it's a mismatch nightmare as a defense perspective because who are you going to put on Jarwin? You're going to put some linebackers. He can probably outrun them. Um, you, our wide receivers, I mean, you can't double one of them because the other two, like we like we think, are, have number one potential and can go off. So it's definitely going to be a, you know, pick your poison when you're going against our offense. But to your point, it's it's definitely going to be difficult for Gallup to go off because you have so many other mouths to feed. Like Cooper out here, he's going to get his probably between 70 and 90 receptions. You got, you know, CeeDee Lamb over here in the slot who's going to demand a lot of balls because he's going to be sitting down in zones and he's going to be like that safety uh, safety blanket for the quarterback. You got an emerging Jarwin in the scene. So, I mean, it's just – and then also you got, you know, your $90 million running back in the yeah, backfield. you scaring me, bro. Who is like, man, we, where, where, are my, where are my carries at? I'm, you know, I can still carry this offense. So, it's a lot of moving parts and a lot of options. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a hard pill to swallow for one of these guys that don't be able, that aren't able to produce the way they think they should be able to. This whole conversation makes me nervous, okay? Because <laughs> I think all three of us agree that especially at the beginning of the season, you should come out and you should try to uh, establish that yeah, run. establish the run with Ezekiel Elliott. And we over here talking about 90 catches for Coop, yeah. maybe another 70, 80 for, uh, for C.D. Lamb, getting some to Gallup, also getting some to Jarwin. Maybe Schultz might get in there. Tony Pollock will have to catch some screens. I'm like, oh, bro. You know who the offensive coordinator I'm is, like, too. Oh, bro, he, he playing Madden. He He's playing Madden. I'm glad he not. Listen, don't listen to this show, Kellen. Get out there. Get my boy Zeke at least 20 carries a game and about five passes. Maximize that, mm. okay? And you will be able to get uh, C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper in there and everybody else get in where they fit in. That's what I want to see. But the way we talking here is going to be, you know, all mad team we got. Nui, let, let me ask you, Nui, do you feel right. as though anybody on this offense has the personality to where they're like, 
not as bad as kind of like a T.O., but like, man, I'm not getting the rock. You know, I'm out here winning these one-on-ones. Where, where's my where's my rock at? Where's my candy at? Do you, do you feel like any of those guys out there have that type of personality, or is it just, you know, team first, whatever makes the team go is what I'm going to do? I think it's going to be a team first mentality because it starts with Dak Prescott, who's a team guy. Then you got Ezekiel Elliott, who's a team guy. And Amari Cooper, you know, the lead dog in the receiver room is a team guy. So I don't think that's going to happen. But the offense here is going to have to score 30 to 32 points a game. I mean, that's something that the Cowboys are going to have to do every week, in my opinion, so. if they're going to, to, to yeah. be a playoff They team. must not be top 10. Top 10. Hell, they, yeah, if they give they up 32 a game. Doing, they don't need to score 32 points a game. No top 10 defense is giving up 30 points a game. I'm just letting you, Nui letting you know. Okay. <laughs> and Nui, I can't believe you answered the question that way okay. without any. See, he answered the question so fast when you said, are any of these guys could possibly have the me guy in me, even mm-hmm. though they've probably transitioned from a me guy to a team guy? Mm-hmm. Let's not forget, Okay. Don't forget, my man, 21, when he wasn't getting any running yards, offensive line wasn't opening up no holes, and the big story was, is this dude walking on that interception? Is he walking? (laughs) Did he walk off the field while the rest of his teammates are running back down trying to uh, tackle a guy who just caught an interception for somebody? Listen, those type of things, and it doesn't make him a me guy. That type of frustration does set in, though, right? When you mm-hmm. when you start losing your opportunities, and then once you get them, you're not getting as many yards. Or the catch might be a, a, a slant route for three yards versus what you used to get when you used to go 20 or 30. It doesn't make you a me guy. It's just, man, I'm frustrated. I know I could do more, and I'm not getting the opportunities that I used to get. Yeah. I think some of that can set in, All especially right, for a Gallup who, who's fighting for a contract. This is true. <laughs> perfect segue. I'll tell you what I asked Mike McCarthy about Elliott and running the football and his response and whether or not you guys are buying what McCarthy is saying. We'll do that on the flip side right here on the Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. I'm Newey Scruggs, joined by Danny McRae and Barry Church, two former Dallas Cowboys safeties on DallasCowboys.com radio. At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. 
Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run Package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. Back to the Players' Lounge. All right, here we are, Players Lounge. On a Monday, there is no Cowboys practice here. They are off today, officially off today. Not a regeneration day, but they're off today. They are traveling this week to go up to Canton, Ohio for the Hall of Fame game. Three Dallas Cowboys will get inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame this weekend. Cliff Harris, Coach Jimmy Johnson, and Drew Pearson. Mm. By the way, get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Dallas Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, starting at just $20. Join now and get your fan pack, exclusive access to training camp benefits and more. Visit Dallas Cowboys dot com slash united for details and join today all right guys i wanted to get a sense of what mike mccarthy's offense is going to be so this is a running offense or a passing offense and he didn't nail it down either way he wants to you know he says we need to run the football he says we need to be able to line up and two back and run the football where everybody in the stadium knows we need to run the football and he said, we also need to run the football to help out our defense last year, which is not good against the run. So he's saying all the things that you want to about 21. He believes that Ezekiel Elliott is coming to better camp in better shape, and they want to utilize the player. But that's not exactly what Mike McCarthy's history has been when it comes to running the football. So it's truly one of those things where we got to see it. We've got to see it. They've got to commit to it. Here's Dak Prescott right now not throwing because of the shoulder strain. And in my mind, I go back to what we've said before. You know, with a quarterback coming off an ankle injury last year, you got these first four games, man. You're taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to start it. Then you're going up against a good D-line with the Chargers here. Run 21. Run the football. You got an extra game this season. Get 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 number four. Keep him ready to go toward that back end. But right now, man, run this football. Help your defense out. I'm all about 21, especially these first four games, and I hope Mike McCarthy can live up to his word. Hey, man, like like you said, do we do we believe Mike McCarthy when he said, hell no, nah, I ain't believing what he, what he got to say, talking about going to run the football. <laughs> We've all seen last year, he, he said the exact same thing. Man, look, we're going to run the ball. We're going to pound the ball. This is the first time I've gotten a running back that can do what, what Ezekiel Elliott can do. And, man, we proceeded to go out there and throw the ball 40 to 50 times like we were out there playing Madden. I don't believe it. Like you said, Nui, I need, I need, to, I need to be shown. I need to be shown that we're going to turn around and hand the ball off to Zeke 25 to 35 times. Like you said, with the schedule we have set up, the hardest part of the schedule is going to be towards the end, where those last five games are road games or division games, and that's probably where the division is going to be won in that last stretch of away games. So we got to take advantage of this early portion of the season. Like you said, we got Tampa Bay, we got a couple other teams, but we got to pound Zeke in an established dominance from the beginning. Like, look, we're going to be a run team, and then we're going to work off of that. I think that's when we had the most success. I mean, Danny, you always talk about it. 2014, 2016, we ran the ball with DeMarco Murray. We were able to give our defense a hefty break in between, so they were coming out fresh, and we were able to take the ball away. And I think that's a great formula for winning. It happened the same thing in 2016. We pounded the ball away with Zeke. 
But like you said, Nui, coming off an injury, a huge injury like that, we need Dak Prescott to get slowly acclimated to the season. We don't need to just throw him out there and have him out there running around, throwing the ball left and right like he's Patrick Mahomes or something. We need to res- we need to establish this run game, get some play action off of that, and I think we'll be able to win these games. But if we're going out there like we did last year, just throwing the ball all over the place, it has an opportunity for, you know, you know, knock on wood, but it has an opportunity to, for, for Dad to get hurt and, and this offense to struggle. So overall, I think we need to stick with this run. But do I believe we're going to? Not at all. Not at all. Oh, no, he good. That not not just brought up a good point. You know, listen. Last year, for whatever it was, we we already kind of knew that Kellen and, and and McCarthy weren't really that big on the run. Mm-hmm. But they also had a pretty good excuse after a while because Zeke was not holding on to the ball. Mm-hmm. Has my man been looking better as far as ball security out there in uh, Oxnard? Yes, okay. yes, and I go back to accountability. He's admitted last year he wasn't good. He's admitted that he put the team in bad positions and didn't take care of the football. So he he has something to prove, and he felt like he let the team down. So the the way to turn things around is to admit that you are a part of the problem and that problem needs to be fixed. So I like what I heard from Randy Gregory about how to fix this defense. I like what I've heard about Ezekiel Elliott and his role and what he needs to do to improve. Even Dak Prescott spoke about how, hey, I've turned the football over too much. These are things I, I need to stop doing. So what we've heard is accountability. What we see, well, that's that's the next thing. And we're not going to be able to, to, to see some of this until you know, we, we start playing some football games here. But at least I'm hearing what I like. And even from Mike McCarthy, who last year kept talking about uh, players over scheme. It's on the defensive side, that was not it. Right now, what we're seeing here is is we're seeing them live up to what they said. Jerry Jones said he's going to give everybody a mulligan, so let's see what they do with this mulligan based off what happened last year and what they do this year. But I go back to some Bill Parcells used to say, all I can go by is what I see. Jerry Jones telling a whole bunch of lies, okay? <laughs> All right, Mulligan, uh, David versus Goliath. Okay, look, I don't know, I don't know what, what what flip has been switched over there with Jerry, but he is deceiving us, okay? It's no way in the world that Jerry Jones is gonna forget about what happened last year in the Mulligan. All right, if there is a repeat of that, people getting fired. Yeah, and. We ain't the Cowboys have never been a David. Mm. All right. I know that's that's coming up. <laughs> never been a David. And there's nothing in Jerry Jones' mind who's that that's letting him really believe that we're a David out here going up here against some Goliath. Yeah, and I don't want to hear none of that David Goliath either. I mean, it is Look, okay. I, mean, I mean, that's just to me, that's just a built in excuse, because when we go into the game and say we, we, we make it competitive, we end up losing it's Oh, you know, they were the defending champs and, you know, we, we gave a good shot. You know, we were competitive out there. We should use this as momentum. I mean, look, there, there's no more victories, especially after what we saw last year. I mean, we've been hyped up or I've been hyping this team up as well throughout this whole offseason about how explosive we can be on offense. We could be a middle of the road defense, which that's all we need to be all we need for this team to have success. If we go out there and we lose and get beat down, I mean, it, there's no excuse. There's no, like, no, man, we gave him a good fight. There's no excuse. We just need to go out there and get things done. So I don't believe in none of that David the Goliath, man. We just need to go out there Jerry, and, and beat on him. Let me tell you something. Jerry don't believe that either. His expectation <laughs> for what he wants to see in that game is a win. 
yeah. and a decisive win to let everybody know that okay. this year is the year that the Cowboys are going to be true Super Bowl contenders. He is not ready to accept anything other than that. And if they show him in that press box and it's uh, and it's sweet and we're losing, yeah. it's not going to be a smile on his face. All right, one of them, okay, we just gave it. He's going to be upset, as yeah. he should be. Is this true? I think we are poised to be top 10 defense, nah. top three offense, and really make some noise this year in the NFC East. Mm. Okay, uh, let, let's leave this one and, and look at a different football team. Carson Wentz uh, traded from Philadelphia. He wanted out, goes to the Indianapolis Colts, and now he's going to need foot surgery, and he will miss 5 to 12 weeks for mm, the Colts. Mm, My immediate thought mm. process when I heard this is, that's the same old Carson Wentz. This guy stays hurt. And people want to keep talking about, oh, he almost won the MVP of the year. The Eagles won the Super Bowl. People, I said it two years ago, got to stop talking about that, that run he had. He had one good year. He's been hurt ever since he's been in college, okay? This is his M.O. The guy gets hurt. And the Colts sat around here and fell for that whole thing. Of, oh, he almost won the MVP, and Frank Wright can sit around here and hurt him. This is a dude who's an injured player. So the Colts took a run at him. Uh, good luck, but he's not the answer. So the Colts are going to be in the market looking for a quarterback in, in 2022 because Carson Wentz is just not a guy you can trust. And and you hate to see it. You hate overall, you hate to see it. Cause I mean, look, this is a guy that, you know, got his job taken last year. didn't perform that good. And, and he finally, look, I'm going to the Colts. I'm going back with my boyfriend, right? And, hey, things are going to be all right. And then, like you said, Nui, right on cue, you know, the injury happens. And, and you also feel bad for Frank Wright, who kind of mortgaged his his coaching his coaching career on this saying, look, I, we're, one, we're Carson Wentz away from going to the Super Bowl. I mean, Phillip Rivers took us to the Pro Bowl. We were a field goal short of getting to the next round, or not to the Pro Bowl, to the playoffs. And we were a field goal short of going to the next round. If he can do that, I know Carson Wentz could do it. And right on cue, he gets injured. You hate to see it because this, this team was loaded. They had a stacked defense, probably a, a bona fide top 10 defense. On the offensive side, they got you know Taylor. They got the running backs. They got a good receiving core and a great offensive line. So they had all all the pieces to the puzzle except the quarterback now with Carson Wentz going down so it you know it, it, you hate to see it but man I'm Listen, man it's tough none of us were sure that even with all that that Carson Wentz was going to be the guy and that's okay, true too that's to true take too them to the promised land I will say this wasn't there a stipulation in there for if he plays 75 percent of the snaps that somebody doesn't get a first round pick or they do are the Eagles looking at getting a, a, a first round pick if this man. guy isn't able to play a certain amount of snaps so they over there praying for Carson. He, he's not. Yeah, well, the draft pick, yeah, it was based on playing. He, they needed him to play. They needed him to play and be a baller in order to get get higher compensation. It was a conditional pick. So right now, that he, he, Wentz is hurt, not going to meet the conditions. So, 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 so the Colts, in some minds, are like, oh, well, you know, at least, at least you don't have to give up something higher than we, than we originally had to. And look, the GM's a smart guy. He, he he bet it right. You know, the GM bet it right. So, if I'm but ultimately, uh, at this point in his career, they just got to realize this has got not a guy you can trust. So they need to be out there next year in the quarterback market and trying to get a guy. And if I'm Frank Wright, if I'm the Colts over there, I'm looking right at Chicago. Nick, Nick Foles, Nicky Foles over there. You third on the depth. You behind, you know. The Red Rifle, Andy Dalton, you behind Justin Fields. I mean, we've we worked together. We've we won a Super Bowl together. So you need to come on back to Indianapolis. If I'm, if I'm the Colts, that's exactly where I'm headed to go to Nick Foles and bring him in. Hey. 
That's it. We'll see. Just shout we'll out see. to him. He won't be I, on my fantasy team. I, 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 <laughs> I mean, you know, once again, we're we're counting on someone who had a magical run and has not had that run since to somehow save this football team. Uh, I don't know. After a while. Maybe, maybe, you know, the, maybe, maybe they trade for Double G. <laughs> double G staying here. He, he's going to be the backup, right? He's going to be the number two. Maybe they trade for Double G. They looking for a guy in church. Call, call up uh, Flutes. I ain't, no, I ain't doing it. Double G right here. Double G nah. staying right here with us. <laughs> All right. That is the Players Lounge from today. I'm Newey Scruggs here in Oxnard, California. Two former Dallas Cowboys safeties, Barry Church, Danny McCray, join us from the Star at Frisco. We will do this again tomorrow, okay? So we're back here tomorrow for the Players Lounge. Brought to you by Hotels.com right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!